welcome back to Black Girl Couch Reviews. I'm your host, Christina. We are back for another episode of Vikings. This is season one, episode eight, wait, seven. <laughs> I got lost for a moment. A King's Ransom, written by Michael Hurst, directed by Ken Girati. Really like this episode. Gave it a 9.4 out of 10. We got to see a an emergence of a character which is Ragnar Lothbrok. We've been seeing it, but it seemed to be uh, further further ingrained this episode. He became the Ragnar Lothbrok. I couldn't help but feel, especially when he got off that damn horse, when he got into the Northumbrian uh, village in their camp. It should not be allowed to get off a horse. <laughs> that damn badass. But he managed to do it. We get an idea of him filling out his enemy. We get a little bit more of what are these Britons? What is their whole uh, philosophy in life? And we got to see Lagatha ruling and Ragnar's steed with a few additional things going on that are life-altering in Scandinavia, which is where we're going to go first. Wherever you're listening to this podcast, Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, Podbean. (laughs) I tried to combine the words. Go down to the rating section, drop some stars, leave a review. My social media will be there as well. Remember to like, share, and subscribe. And if you want to send feedback for Vikings or any other show that I do, blackercouch at gmail.com. So because... Lagatha's story was so short it's easier to discuss that first there is a there is a court case so to speak you know they always bring their grievances in front of the entire town and a man has decided his wife needs to be punished because the child that they have or that she just gave birth to is not his child it belongs to Rig a man that came to offer his work Uh, They have not been able to conceive, but after a week, she all of a sudden and nine months later has dropped this baby. It's not mine. Lagatha hears the name Rig, and this is either a way in which to use the gods for political favor or political purposes. Because she knows the way this lady is talking like we were all in the same bed, which why would y'all all be in the same bed? She said she was afraid. She didn't know. It feels like this woman was raped. If not raped, uh, definitely put into a situation where things were going on and she didn't have, she might have been intoxicated. Who knows? Who knows? It's a situation, sticky situation, but it's definitely not her fault and she shouldn't be punished for it. And if her husband was right there in the bed with her, then clearly he had a hand in what was going on and there's nothing to say you weren't the father so Lagatha decides that the the guy that came to visit Rig is a is a god named Hamdel who blessed them and he should not do anything to his wife or his child and if you she hears anything about that she will she will unleash her wrath on him you see Athelstan taking this in seeing how they handle their government He's always that lurker in the background, lapping up knowledge. Siki comes to offer her services to the woman that essentially took her spot. However, Lagatha has a respect for her. And while at first she doesn't want to allow her in, like she could be up to no good, Athelstan, after them having a conversation together, which I like that she she sees him as someone who is is learned right that has some input to give an outsider perspective and like ragnar his religion doesn't degrade his value and so after conferring with him she decides to accept siggy's offer of service and it's a good thing because she suffers a miscarriage oh no i know now recall ragnar 
believes from the seer that he is meant to have many sons the seer told him so so this seems like a bit of a unfortunate setback and how is ragnar going to react we definitely see it was devastating for lagatha but he did enjoy her getting fat and plump with his baby speaking of back in northumbria a lot of things go down in northumbria they make their way to land they set up camp athel no athelwolf was the name of the brother what is the name of the king i'll remember it ayla king ayla his brother shows up while everyone is getting into the castle keep for safety now that the vikings have been spotted he's called out a band for men to help fend off this threat but the only person that really has shown up is his brother Athelwulf. they talk about their younger brother who went off to mercia and that he should have been drowned at birth get out of here you meanie <laughs> what i enjoyed was despite the whole christian versus paganism barbarian savages the words that they give for them it does not negate the fact that these two people are are bloodthirsty as well are capable of deception are still human beings and i i like to see the differences though between in this episode how they handle conflict and how they also address their own court systems where in scandinavia things are brought forth everyone the the king the earl gives his word it's heard in front of everyone you have same thing happening in northumbria with everyone you know welcoming him glad that he's going to take the reins of the army but you see a different type of there there's more of sucking up so to speak um and uh a little bit later that conversation of how religion plays into it i like that dichotomy they did there uh with goes to see the viking camp however not listening to his men he decides that they're going to make up their own camp instead of not allowing the vikings to dig in even deeper than they already are by not attacking them but it's a uh, chess right now it's chess with two people wanting two different things ragnar sees them as well rolo's like so why aren't we attacking them again and while rolo is very annoying in this episode uh as always <laughs> that seems to be his uh his lot in life it is a valid question why are we not attacking them right now this is what we came here to do ragnar's not really telling everyone what his plan is he's just expecting to be followed which that's fair that's what kings do but his brother doesn't see himself as an underling he sees himself as his equal so of course he's going to want to ask questions explain to me explain to me ragnar wants to know more about his enemy and playing devil's advocate you do get a sense of like you have to understand ragnar breaks the mode most people it's all about fighting and dying and attacking and getting the treasure right but ragnar seems to have in the back of his mind a little bit more uh emotional intelligence different types of interest here that doesn't only encompass raiding and that is something that i don't think he could convince his fellow compatriots to really be down with him and and more of the you know uh culture and assimilation he's eyeing things in a way as if he's assessing okay what could be gained here more than just the the treasure that this kingdom inhabits and i think that in this episode he wanted to explore that he says we want to wait for the our opportunity right because we need to make sure uh with our small group of men that that they can't just overpower us because they do have more people and we we are the interlopers in this land 
so while they're sleeping at night something considered very unchivalrous they go into the camp and they end up massacring people while they're sleeping until the alarm goes off Aethelwulf before the battle feels this is the time to say a a very lengthy prayer put your faith in the light unfortunately by the time he's done with that prayer floki has cut his tent and he is trapped inside like a doofball he had missed all of the action and he's taken taken hostage with a few other of his men ragnar comes out and asks who are you he says i'm the king's brother and he's like he sends you to fight his battles then he puts his dick in his face and (laughs) says in the bedroom too get your ass on that bed and prepare for the night of your life because in their culture you know they got that toxic masculinity going on where hey we do things ourselves so they decide that this is the perfect opportunity to get or at least he does to get more information and it feels like Rolo does at least until they get to the dinner uh he does feel like okay i'm gonna see where this goes i love this this uh exchange between the guards (laughs) and ragnar with the brother they're like uh he invites you he didn't know his brother was alive he wants to talk about what he can do to exchange for his brother's life and he just smiles and and walks away he's like is that a yes (laughs) but before then we saw king ayla being upset that his brother's dead he wrote him off pretty damn quick and he's told by his deacon bishop friar whatever you want to call this man priest that this is god his wrath his punishment for our wicked ways there's another guy that's like well maybe this is the devil's work and thus we should not be bowed and we should destroy them and another man uh he was the earl he came out and he's like well there's a third option that doesn't involve religion they're just greedy ass motherfuckers let's pay them here comes the money here we go money talk here comes the money Money, once again rollo asks the question uh well this is the funny scene so you had them going back and forth then you had uh toastig it's like what what's wrong He's like, the gods will not lift my curse. I'm forever, forever meant to be on this cursed earth. (laughs) And he just kisses the bald man's head. And he brings the brother along. And then he takes a shit. As Rolo asks, I don't understand. This could be a trap. They can overpower us. Which is valid. Which is valid. So he's like, I'm hungry. Yeah, because you just took a shit and there was no i'm just gonna guess you wiped your ass with them leaves but you sure as shit put some grass in your mouth (laughs) with them dirty ass doo-doo fingers (laughs) because he says well why would he care about his brother do i not care about mine So they go to the castle and Ayla is very uh he's like oh I'm so glad you agreed to talk to me but he's very you can tell he's he feels these people are beneath him and their conduct at dinner because they don't speak because Ragnar refused to say anything making them feel as if they don't understand them in a certain way but as they're at uh as they're at the feasting there's a prayer and everybody's like what the fuck <laughs> and then they're singing <laughs> and floki bites it to a plate until him and arne is like oh these are fun to break this only confirms to king ayla that these are uncivilized barbarians uh Ragnar demands 2,000 pounds of gold and silver as the price to leave. And everybody in the room's like, what did he say? He's like, 2,000 pounds in weight. Yummy, 
your fucking money! King Ayla agrees to pay them, but only on the basis that one of them agrees to be baptized and become a Christian. Rolo decides to do so. I be Christian. <laughs> he just wants to be considered a player in the game at this table between between uh people with power and once again he puts himself in the middle of it but floki who is pretty much ragnar's mouthpiece at this moment right floki is like yeah you're gonna anger the gods because you decided to get christian christianized the baptism was hilarious as he was why the priest was coming for his head he was like what the fuck and then he got dunked under water he had no idea what was happening uh it was funny but you saw that ragnar even though he doesn't agree with it is this is a an agreement that they've made with this christian king so whether he is down with the gods or not he does believe why everyone else is cracking jokes he believes in having some like yeah let me show up with some uh with some decency and some respect right and so he decides to take the knee as well at this occasion even if it doesn't necessarily make him happy this is what they agreed to so i like that that part of ragnar who isn't above doing what needs to be done and being seen as someone who is respectable you know someone you can get into business with even if that business is ransoming however king ayla has had enough he does not want to pay the vikings and sets up a trap where he sends men to finish them off as well as empty things of of a treasure empty boxes of treasure and the battle begins except they didn't realize how dug in the camp was so it becomes a fucking massacre i love watching ragnar fight i mean there's just like i said previously in the vikings valhalla it's not the same as watching anyone fight when it's not ragnar he's just he's got that skill that swag he dances when he's taking people down and he threw that axe at that one guy it's just he's fucking just great to watch and there was a female you saw in there there was a female um uh shield maiden and they're able to win despite because of their fortifications uh despite the numbers coming out toasting dies he's so fucking happy <laughs> and i was happy for him You saw Ragnar was watching him too. Like, okay, make sure he's good. He was handling himself. He knew how to fight. But when he finally got that release, he was so, he was just so at peace. Uh, and this, of course, pisses homeboy off, Ragnar off. Like, oh, okay. So apparently your brother don't care about you as much. He got all the blood over his face. He's got the knight, got the axe. He, he uh, draws a cross on his skull and blood. Rolo, he, uh, he does some excessive killing because he feels that he needs to make up for the fact that he Christianized. And he doesn't want the gods not to favor him anymore because Floki got, gets in his head. He says, do you think Odin's still angry with me now that I've killed so many of the enemy? so this puts him back in line uh yeah but the way he was doing it I, I love how ragnar does that when he has other people speak for him or he just looks and he doesn't say anything he's such an expert at it but he does not like being betrayed and thus he kills his brother sends him back to the castle in response to his attack and they respond by paying them to get the fuck out of dodge as ragnar smiles at his enemy ayla who swears a who swears vengeance upon him that he will definitely 
get back at him for killing his brother and also for forcing him to pay that ransom that you did technically agree to pay with so i don't know how it's his problem that you are a piece of shit but that is where we leave our story in in uh northumbria i thought it was nice seeing the land what what it's like inside the keep what it's like for the britain politics because we've been in scandinavia for quite a bit so it was nice to see that things are are uh, unfolding in response to the vikings coming upon the shores after linden's farm it's changed how britons because now they know the name ragnar lothbrook which he rather enjoys you know i'm the boogeyman here and he plays into that type of mythology about him and this irrational fear and how he's the wrath of god <laughs> uh sent to sent to judge them or sent to be a plague for all of their sins gives them a lot to work with we do have feedback from both ladies finally uh <laughs> as they are the first time viewers here about their feelings on this episode so let's hop into the feedback Christina, it's me, Shy. I am here to give my feedback for Viking Season 1, Episode 7. This one was a very interesting episode on uh, many different fronts. Uh, we got, again, delving more into the whole, you know, the cultures um, between Vikings versus England um, when it comes to just how they fight, um, their religion and just in you know just their beliefs and how they go about um practicing those beliefs so we see that um ragnar or king aoli 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 i don't know how you say his name and um he summons his brother ethelwolf um to the castle um because they're about to go to war with ragnar because his name precedes him um so he they prepare for battle and all that stuff and then they go out and they just see that they kind of just like laid out camp <laughs> and all that and then even though uh the king i'll just say the ethelwolf the uh prince i don't know if that's what he is but um they were, his advisors are saying hey we need to strike while the getting's good and he's like no um, we're just gonna hold back and my thing is um, if if what they've heard about um, Ragnar and his exploits are you know anywhere near true uh, you would think that they would want to try to get the advantage not that it would have helped at all but um, instead of taking a more passive aggressive approach which we find out was not a good decision because Ragnar, his uh, crew, they um, ambush them in the middle of the night and take Ethel Wolf hostage and use him as ransom. Um, we also get the dynamics between um, the brothers. You know, we got the king and the prince, or whatever, if he is a prince, and Ragnar and Rolo. Um, and it's very interesting and telling that, you know, Ragnar, Ragnar was talking about, you know, how the brother is going to want his, you know, his brother back. The king is going to want his brother back. And, and Rolo was like, yeah, yeah, that's not something. <laughs> Um, and I don't know, I mean, I don't know if that is, it, I don't know if it's telling because of their, their Viking culture itself or just how Rolo feels about Ragnar. Like, nah, if that was me, I wouldn't, I mean, I'm not giving up too much for my brother, that kind of thing. I don't know. Um, but so we see that whole dynamic, um, them trying to be sly and slick. Um, they have, they go in there, they break bread, they discuss the terms of releasing the brother and they act like they're gonna comply and i and i found it very weird that um and i it's just like 
I mean, as they were saying it, and then it happened with the somehow we need to convert someone to Christianity so that you know I can feel like you know this was a you know this was done in the Christian way and whatever he was saying. But I'm like, what? I mean, is that all it takes? Is to just say, yeah, I'll do it. You know, roll old volunteers. But I'm like, uh, I don't think it's that simple. I mean, shouldn't you still believe before you convert? I think that's a big part of conversion, of converting to another religion, is actually believing in the religion. And then, then I'm like, that's part of the baptism as well. You, you know, you you are agreeing to cleanse your soul and take and you know be a new. And I'm like, they were just mocking the whole thing. And I'm like, this is dumb. Like that they would even want to do this process because it it, to me it's meaningless still and of course Rolo says later on with Floki when they got into it and of course that spooked Rolo about him you know angering the gods because again they have their they believe just as strongly in Odin and the pagan religion as um, England believes in their Christian religion and so it's just not you know it's just that was just a really silly a meaningless little ritual that I, I guess just to please the king I guess I don't know because it served no purpose in the grand scheme of things because um, you're still making a deal with uh, or they call them savages or pagan people um, so yes that didn't work out they tried to trick them and um, by saying they're going to give them 2,000 pounds 2,000 pounds of gold and silver and it's empty coffers and they attack like I thought y'all heard about them but I guess y'all needed a front row seat again to how they how they do business so after that and you know they run with tails between their legs after pretty much all of them died and the one dude the one viking dude that wanted to go to Valhalla finally go to Valhalla had a feeling that was gonna happen so I'm sure we all did um so he got to go to Valhalla um finally and um and then Ragnar and them they got their riches after they killed the the king's brother and sent him packing on the horse uh or dragging by the horse back to the uh the village so I was like that whole thing (laughs) you just you know you insulted there was just no no getting back on that you know you're that's their and it's always, and it's very interesting. I felt like Ragnar had little respect for England and how they do business because they believe in leading from the front, you know, leading their people into battle. Whereas um, he was like, the king sent you instead, he's not here. So I feel like that was a you know, contrast in, in how they do business, how they look down on that whole thing and had no respect for that um and whereas um the christian the england people had no respect for vikings and their culture and how they don't pray before they eat and stuff it was just very like the different we got to see the different um styles the different cultures clash in this episode um thought it was fascinating to see that I just continue to like, you know, just how Ragnar approaches things. He's such a, he's like playing chess while everyone else is playing checkers. He's such a strategist. And, you know, you got his brother, Rolo, who's like, you know, murder, smash, kill, you know, and without any thought behind it. And it's like, you know, he approaches things methodically and strategically and, takes in the whole thing I want to go see how the village looks I want to see how they you know so he's trying to learn while everyone else just want to be mindlessly killing and it's like and not learning anything and taking that back as reconnaissance so I just think that you know that's another reason you were talking about Robo being jealous because you know things are coming up roses for the most part like when he's you could tell that you know he just has that air about him that role doesn't have that leader's mentality um and then we got the other story Lagertha Lagertha am I saying her name right um she ended up bringing Siggy into the fold um to be her helper and then she ends up uh, uh having a miscarriage 
which I thought was kind of ironic. We start the episode with her um, helping this woman out with this ridiculous husband who, you know, have a threesome and then gets upset with that. The wife gets pregnant by the dude. It's like, dude, then don't bring anyone in your bed if you're going to get upset. Like, ridiculous. Ridiculous. Anyway, um, so I'm wondering what the, the, the fallout's going to be for this because, you know, she was telling her daughter about how the seer had, you know, predicted Ragnar was going to have lots of sons and then she miscarried. I don't know in their culture what that means, if that's like some type a sign of something or if that's a stain or, you know, I, I just don't know how they because they have so many beliefs and so many myths about things. Um, just like she was saying with the woman um, and the baby about Rig and how that's the God of, I forget. Um, but so I'm wondering how that's going to mess with her mind, mess with Ragnar, mess with their marriage. Um, what that all means for that the baby is no longer with them. But, you know, supposedly Ragnar's and then she it's a, and it's interesting um, she said Ragnar is supposed to have a whole lot of sons. Does that mean they're not going to be with her? So there's that little, you know, tidbit that uh, I caught notice of. So, but I'm almost at my time. So I will end it here until next time. Much love, peace and black girl magic. Queen of the couch, Shy. That was Queen Shy with her thoughts on the episode. So a few notes here. Um... I forgot they stated that uh, they stole the horses and then Floki was like, ooh, I'm hungry already. So they eat, they eat the horses. Cause I was thinking very briefly, how the fuck do they get them back to Scandinavia? They don't, they eat them. But yes, pointing out that the differences between the cultures, we heard that their weapons are stronger or better. So that's something that they can take back with them. Um, you're saying that Rolo would never do anything for his brother. He did get tortured for him. So maybe in that moment, he just forgot himself. I mean, there's always that big thing between these two brothers. But being fair, he did clearly keep his secrets and his identity. So that there is a loyalty there, even if it is sometimes frayed. Uh, I laughed out loud. I did. I couldn't. I was like, oh, you, you poor, sweet summer child. Oh, how could they possibly do this religious ceremony and not believe in what they're doing? Welcome to Middle Age Europe. <laughs> People, not even just Middle Age Europe. Yeah, Middle Age Europe, because it doesn't matter where you are. Britain, Italy, France, Byzantine Empire, Rome, whatever the fuck you are. I hate to bust this to you, but unless you were a martyr, which you had those martyrs where they're like, yeah, you either convert or you die. Most people converted. <laughs> there are some people who died and they practiced their religion. I was just actually watching about a four part documentary about the Jewish persecution and how many were forced to convert to the, the practicing religion of the kingdom but still personally practice different. This is, be, this is before church and state. So in order to do business, you have to do it with someone of the same faith as you. So it's not, there's no idealism behind it that this is some genuine feeling and thus it's, it's irrelevant. No, it's actually, I mean, King Canute, how you're thinking about that in Vikings Valhalla, uh, and even the one, well, I, I feel like the one guy does actually, he is a practicing Christian, but King Canute, he has this is Christian Christianity. He never was. Most of the pagan leaders remain pagan, but they, they represented what their people and what the church with all of their influence uh, put forth. And then there's true believers. You're always going to have that. But I mean, there's people sitting in a, that go to church every week and aren't practicing Christians, <laughs> despite the fact that they would call themselves a Christian. So I, I, I hear what you were saying, but I, it, it's totally irrelevant. That, that authenticity there doesn't need to be 
about what this is and i don't think that king ayla was looking over there like yeah i'm gonna convert these pagans to christianity no he was basically doing what he needs to do in the rule of law uh he could not make a legally binding ransom thing with pagans so someone had to be a christian to represent that uh with them laughing at it of course they are it's not even and then going back to viking culture it's not that vikings don't think that there's other gods they think those other gods are inferior to their gods that's pretty much the whole story of the crusades uh and thus to to show that disrespect is to say oh yeah well you have your god but he's not and and it's a different way too like our gods are the ferocious they're humans that's actually what most gods used to be uh we were poly Mm, that's not the right word i want to say polynistic but i feel like that's the wrong word but even if you go into christianity right now christianity is paganism they moved everything to align with paganism beliefs not to mention they took all of that shit out there uh that was that scared the human population that was a little off the chain i can go down a rabbit hole with christianity so <laughs> to me when you were saying all of that uh about this was in, disingenuous and what was the point of this the point was is, is is this is just the rule of law for business like even king canoe he couldn't come over and they had to convert to christianity before he could take the throne um is he still pagan maybe uh but i know the real christian i know the real king canute basically used christian <laughs> as a tool it's a political tool the same way the church used it as a political tool the same way all kings of england up until the protestant reformation used it as a tool i mean even protestants even king henry deep down in his soul was still a practicing catholic even though he changed his entire country to protestantism it's it's a political tool babe unfortunately that's the real life story of it it is it's utilized when it needs to be utilized but the point of it is is that ragnar did understand that it is this is just what they do this is what they do and he wants to be seen as a serious businessman uh they were outnumbered so yeah they would not have attacked first um they and even king ale after everything that went through i think after the disrespect he was just like well fuck it you know or it could just be that he he didn't like ragnar he's like i don't like this guy coming in not saying anything not showing me the deference i think i deserved he tried to call himself being slick and he lost he made a bet and he lost the bet uh but there's no reason to say that he didn't think or he shouldn't have made that choice because in his eyes i there's like 25 30 of you guys and there's i have an army of 50. uh so of course he thinks the numbers are in his favor and the last point i agree ragnar does seem to be on a different wavelength than everyone else but once again playing devil's advocate they they are here for a raid not an expedition this isn't a uh you know a pilgrimage to a new land find out about their culture that's not what these people have shown up for and we do have to take into account that ragnar is thinking 10 steps ahead where everyone else uh is, is right where they're at and for good reason they're on a raid they're not coming to take over the the country they're not coming to put down roots they're not they're just coming to get what they can and go back that's been their lifestyle for a very long time so to expect people to just all of a sudden wake up and be smarter (laughs) kind of puts a unfairness on them and takes away just what exactly that they're out here to do in the first place which is not unfortunately while we see the benefit of learning um and how that can correlate through time they're, they're just here to get their shit and go and go out fighting and get back home <laughs> to their farming so this is a necessity more so than hey i just want to go out and and raid well i think they want to do that too some of them certainly but i always put that in the back of my mind when i'm being so harsh on everyone else because you know it it 
it is yeah as i stated earlier he, this is someone that's redefining the mode but that's not to say that everything that came before the mode should all of a sudden just be chucked out the window and well everyone else just can't catch up it's like give them a minute to catch up but also it's it goes back to what i'm saying previously he's making unilateral decisions out here and, and his own curiosity and his own nature which makes him smarter and, and should be in control and why people follow him but if you're someone on his team that's supposed to be on the same level one would would like to have those things explained to them and, and needing to be explained to shouldn't be an automatic well you're you're just you're not good enough it's more like Rolo wants to try to be as good wants to be smarter wants to do all that but doesn't have it yet he just doesn't have it it's not clinking to him because he wasn't taught to be a strategist he was taught to be a berserker which we haven't really talked about Rolo and his him being a berserker they don't really stress on it but we know that word from Viking Valhalla a lot more but that is a huge part of it too so we'll talk more as the seasons unfold uh about the the changes in these characters and where they are because i do find that fascinating from where from this first season as i'm recontextualizing things um rollo does not make it easy for himself he is a brute a whole bunch of brute force but no one else knows what the fuck's going on even more it just is the same as rollo uh <laughs> so it's rather easy to to look at ragnar as you know look at him he's so awesome and cool and smart and genius and knows how this is played but that is that's him also learning you know about people and and figuring things out as he goes but that just what makes him special and everybody can't be special and that leads into our last bit of feedback for this week from queen mimi let's hear what she has to say about episode seven what up Dina? it's mimi this is my vikings feedback for season one episode seven it's kind of seven and six um because you threw me off i really watched six and seven together so I didn't want to send six because I wasn't sure what went with what. Um, so I was waiting for you to drop episode six so I could send six and seven. Now, I wasn't 100% sure that I sent this. I thought I recorded it and sent it, but there's nothing saved. So hopefully you don't get this twice. Um, so I watched this episode last week and I should just start sending feedback immediately afterwards or at least a couple hours afterwards because I my memory is trash and after all these years of me you know participating in this podcast I still have not learned my lesson um I, I try to listen you know when I'm driving to work because then it gives me something to to do for this hour it's like an hour and 15 20 minute drive um luckily i don't have to drive all the time because i did get like a temporary um apartment in the area so i really only have to drive like there and then when i'm done working back if they can get my schedule right i would only have to do it once a week back and forth but that's neither here nor there i'm gonna try not to complain they're paying me a lot of money for this shitty ass unit i see why they need people so we will just leave it at that um but the one thing that keeps sticking out in my mind is the fact that i kept asking like i would i would just speak out loud like where is the son that i was looking for because that motherfucker is fine like i don't know everything that goes on with his birth or his mom his his like i know he's Ragnar's son I don't know like the age difference I don't know I didn't know that he had siblings I don't know anything I don't even know if um his mother is the same mother person I have no idea but in this episode uh seven there's like a time jump and we see like it's winter and or well there's a time jump and we find out that Ragnar is going to be a daddy again um, and then 
I'm drawing a blank on her name. I know I know it. If I heard it, I would be able to point it out. But I'm just going to call her um, Ragnar's wife, the boss bitch. Um, she's pregnant again. And then um, there's a time jump and she's super pregnant. And then, um, you know, Ragnar had got into a, like, I guess the duel with um, Lord the Lord and and he lost the Lord lost and now Ragnar is the person in charge so he left I don't remember he left to you know he was fighting the king because the king's a bitch um, and in the mix of all that she was she's giving birth now I saw an entire too much blood um, I know women bleed during childbirth that's normal but there is a certain amount of blood in the human body women that are pregnant do have more because they're gonna lose blood during birth but she looked like she was losing entirely too much for even a woman that's pregnant that has more blood than a regular like you know a woman that is not pregnant um, I don't want her to die I really don't want her to die um, if this is the baby that I've been waiting for, then he should not die. But then again, I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea if Ragnar has multiple wives. Because I guess, I, I don't know, it seems like they're allowed to have other women, I guess. So I don't really know what the Vikings culture is. But we see that um, in episode, I believe it was six, when they, no, I think, I think it was seven when they were getting like the they they asked all of the lords i guess concubines aren't the right word they were slaves you know do you want to go with him to the next life and then that one girl was like yeah i don't know how he treated her maybe he he treated her great and she loved him and she wanted to follow him so clearly that's allowed like he couldn't get it up so i don't know Maybe he didn't sex them. He just did other things with them, for them, to them, by request from them. <laughs> so maybe she did have feelings for him. I don't know. But that just shows me that, you know, it is all right for them to have multiple lovers. And I I don't know if it's okay for the women. Like, the, the Iggy, Ziggy, Ziggy was past childbearing age. So I guess technically she can't get pregnant by anyone well i should say she should be past childbearing age she looks like she's in her 40s um women can still get them pregnant in their 40s clearly but maybe after a certain age it's okay for them to have other lovers i don't know maybe when the king is no longer having sex with his i think he's not a king oh my god i feel like i don't remember his name because i don't like him but that's not an excuse. I really think I just don't remember. It's the Lord. Um, maybe he allowed his wife to have other lovers because he couldn't satisfy her. I'm not sure. But um, all I was saying was, you know, she seems past childbearing age. So maybe it was okay for her to have an affair because he knew she wouldn't give birth to someone else's child. Maybe that has nothing to do with it. But I say all of that to say that, you know, if she did die, Ragnar would more than likely be, find someone else. I don't want her to die, so I really don't want to go down this rabbit hole, <laughs> which I already spent like five minutes on. <laughs> but I'm just, I'm trying to find the son that I know because the actor that plays him is fine as hell. I don't know what he gets down to. I don't know, like, what happens in his life, but I am very curious. He's the one I've been looking for um, because the son he has right now, I, all I, when I look at him, all I see is a turnip shaped head, and that's what I think about him. I think of calling him turnip head every time I see him, but I know that's not his name. But he's a little bitch, and I can't stand him, and he is no way cannot be the son that I know of because that motherfucker was the boss his I'm assuming that's his brother even if it's his half brother he's a little bitch um and then Gita that's the little girl right 
she they clearly didn't teach her how to fight which is it's sad because your mother knew how to fight like is it maybe this is a question i'll learn throughout the the show just like the type of you know there's different type of women or like only specific women are are entitled to learn how to fight i don't know but if i learned how to fight i wouldn't give a shit what like what the like the rules are i would teach my daughter how to fight i would probably do it low key so nobody knew but i would never want my daughter to not be able to defend herself especially in a world like this um where women are considered less than even in viking culture like clearly like canoe tried to rape her he didn't know what he was getting himself into but had she been like a woman that wasn't trained she would have been defenseless and that right there is something i could not allow my daughter to be so i would teach her so i'm very disappointed they teach your daughter how to fight maybe that's coming later maybe there's a certain age that they start training i don't know but um all i know is that so far ragnar's children are not very well versed in defending themselves um so i'm looking forward to the future um, I don't even know how far in the future this goes, but I am very curious. I'm also very curious on like the what the end game was of the the king. Like he made Rolo become like a Christian because how can he have how can he believe the word of a heathen, so to speak? But you were the one that was lying. And then, on a side note, Floki is very, very pissed off at Rolo. Like, he is livid. Like, he was mad as fuck. Like, how dare you? And I don't know. Rolo said he was just kidding. But it was something about his, like, expression. Like, I'm starting to think Rolo isn't as dumb as we keep thinking he is. Like, he's clearly very brutal. And he's a, like, very good fighter. And maybe he's brute force. But that doesn't necessarily mean that someone can't be intelligent or strategic. So the way he looked to me when he was like, I'll do it, didn't look like a joke. It looked like a strategic move. I don't know. We'll see. Um, but I just, I'm always surprised. Floki is a lunatic. The motherfucker is crazy. But he really, he be like, he ain't afraid. And I, I, I ain't mad at that. Like, he, he will knock it for you up. He ain't got no problem with it. And I'm and I appreciate that. He crazy, but he also crazy. So don't 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 think you can slip past him because he get your ass. Um but the king, like that was such a little bit true. And everything that's coming to you, you deserve. Like you said, I will pay you to leave, which one of you guys gotta be Christian in order for me to trust that you guys are gonna actually, you know, obey your word. And they did exactly what you asked them to. And who was the one that didn't obey their word? It was you. And then you fucking got your brother murdered. Yeah. And and I knew from jump, you send your brother instead of yourself. Clearly, you don't care. Um, I I really don't think his brother even prepared him. Well, I should say the king didn't even prepare his brother because the guy who tried to explain to him, like, these men fight like something I've never seen. Like like they're possessed like they don't fight like what we're used to and the guy like killed him in a pit of snakes because he's the little petty little bitch because he honestly probably can't fathom that somebody can like an army can out like we outnumber them there's no way that they're better fighters than us but they don't know the vikings but they gonna learn today so i cannot wait to jump into episode eight and i kept waiting for you to drop your episode so i can make sure that i was sending the right feedback so it's like i'm on my way to work but i'm off tomorrow as soon as as soon as i get home after i wake up i'm jumping right into eight and i'm gonna send the feedback because i don't i don't know what episode i'm on in anything <laughs> i've been watching uh binging a whole different show instead of what i'm supposed to be watching so i'm gonna do better with my life i'm not gonna be able to make um Westworld though because I gotta work Sunday, Monday, Tuesday because Derek starts school next week so I needed that I needed a, 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 the week that weekend off so that we can uh, get him off to school and then Darren has a, a 20 year high school reunion because we old as fuck um, so that's Saturday so um, I will if you want to postpone it 
I wouldn't be able to get it to you till Wednesday. Otherwise, you know, you guys can post your, your feedback and then we can have like a collaborative discussion of Westworld after it's all over. I'm okay with that and I can look at my schedule let you know what works for me. So anyway, I'm going to end it here. Until next time, love, peace, hair grease, the black girl magic, be to the couch, we need out. That's how I sign mo most days. I don't know which episode I'm on on anything. <laughs> I try to keep up, but sometimes I do lose track. Uh, so that was Queen Mimi with her thoughts on the episode. A few thoughts. Uh, so Lagatha did not give birth. Actually, that was a miscarriage. Um, everything else she said is mildly interesting. I can't talk about it. <laughs> you know some things. Just keep those things in your pocket and uh time time will tell the time jumps happen though in the show it's not expected when it happens so you're just gonna have to hold on to your butts <laughs> but yes the seer did say that like that ragnar viking that ragnar was going to have many sons uh you did correct yourself that earl haroldson was an earl which makes Ragnar now an earl and not a king. That's important. You'll find out in less than 24 hours. <laughs> uh, back to uh, men and the women. Yes, men can have multiple wives or they can just have mistresses like any other. Uh, well, with Christianity, you can only have one wife with, wife. with paganism, you can have multiple wives. You can have as many women as you want across the religious lines here's the kicker women cannot cheat nope if earl haroldson when he was like yeah you think i let you sleep with my wife no no you're not sleeping with his wife <laughs> it doesn't matter if he can't get it up anymore that is her cross to bear uh so yes it's uh, fucked up that it continues to be the same even in viking culture they have more rights but not not quite equal not quite equal um I think this actually tied into something else you were saying about uh gita yes so only slaves are molested gita is protected but on the other flip side yes why isn't she uh taught like her her mother would teach her but she's still a young girl and you know how it is you want to teach your children to be you know that you do what the women do her mom was a shield maiden but that doesn't mean every woman becomes a shield maiden yes i would think i would protect my get my kid to protect herself but gita feels like a soft soul you know she's not into that uh she's much more of a loving open person uh rather too good for this world if you ask me <laughs> so she's so sweet that i can't even see her picking up a sword even if her mom was to put it in her hand and say you know what this is what you're gonna learn today but there is protection for free women in Viking culture. If, if that's why, if it had been witnessed what that guy did to Lagatha, then it would have been a crime on his part. Because uh, you can't attack free women. That's not allowed. Only slaves and women on raids. Floki is a radical pagan. Just like they're radical Christians, Floki's a radical pagan. You know, you see how he seems a little thrown off with the priest. But for the most part, he doesn't, you know, it's just, you know, Ragnar's using him for his information. But I don't think he, I, I, I'll be coy, but Floki is, is a radical. Let's just put, let's, let's just say that. Leave it there. Uh... I think uh, lastly with the with the vikings and their fighting style while it's why it's so different and why that king ayla should have listened to the guy ayla uh it's because they they don't fight with the preservation of i want to live at the end of this they tend to one they have the berserkers which we haven't really talked about too much but they also fight with the intention of dying they want to die they want to go out in a glorious battle so they fight in a far more vicious and uh brutal because that that's that's to satisfy their god so when you have two different types of mod <laughs> modus operandus in a battle of course the vikings are gonna sound like well fuck they they're not scared of death and they really aren't they're not scared to die and once you take that out of the equation it's just like fuck <laughs> but you got you got Ragnar over there being like, well, maybe there's more than just not dying in that battle. 
maybe there's more we can we can coop, recoup from all that so great feedback as always from both mimi and shy can't wait until your reaction to the next episode if you want to send feedback as well blackercouch at gmail.com or you can leave a comment below on this podcast my social media will be there as well remember to like share and subscribe until the next time peace hair grease blacker magic <laughs>